If you could, God, God bless you if you're still watching. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshots, the Drinking Game Movie Podcast. We just got back from seeing Sound of Freedom. Johnny, let's get into it. And explain to the folks at home why it took us so long to see Sound of Freedom. Well, you got to explain it because you do it so eloquently. Right, so I don't know if you know this, but Sound of Freedom, it's a sound, right? And sound travels at 600 and something of other miles an hour. So it just, it just, just, it just reached us. We this just heard about this movie. The worst movie to do a bit on this is your yeah, probably, and also to drink with <laughs> yeah we're not gonna we're not drinking this episode it feels kind of wrong to to drink during and a talk about pedophiles to, yeah to talk about I mean, a movie like yeah. this because also he, here's the thing right and we're, we're gonna go into the um what, what, what it's about what's it making but um obviously we want to talk about the film as a film just like like you know the camera work and like the dialogue and the acting but of course we also want to talk uh, a lot about the subject matter too so it's going to be a little bit of a different episode when it comes to the drinking and stuff. Yeah, maybe. It, oh, okay, you want to. Or get, if we start get, drinking, we <laughs> could just totally ruin our. Want to get fucked? All up, right. Yeah. So, Sound of Freedom: The Incredible True Story of a Former Government Agent Turned Vigilante Who Embarks on a Dangerous Mission to Rescue Hundreds of Children uh, from Sex Traffickers. Now, I almost made it through that without stuttering. So, <clears throat> this movie came out of nowhere, right? So we all know that it was, you know, rele- it was held from release with fi- for five years during yeah. the Fox merger. That kind of got lost in the shuffle. It has a $15 million budget. And it was finally released now. And this movie, as of today, has made $150 million domestically, which is absolutely insane. It should mm-hmm. not have happened. So why did this happen? I don't know. But one of the big things about it is they have this pay-it-forward thing where you can, yes. like, if I want you to see the movie, I buy a ticket for you and go, hey, go see it. Now, those tickets apparently are not counted into the $150 million total. So apparently more than $150 million of people have seen this movie because that – the paid forward total is not counted, which is also very interesting. This movie's probably going to end up around $200 million domestically, which is crazy. It's going to make more than Mission Impossible Fallout. Nuts. Bro. And what, what's, what's happening with Barbenheimer and this movie is probably never going to happen again. We got to talk about that. We're living we, through film history. We have done this show for t- yes. like two and a half years. Yep. This month has been the largest month for movies. It's the worst summer of all time. It's, it's crazy. We've never seen this, these many people at the movies. It's, it's incredible. People. These We've many also people. Need, never seen this bad grammar before. From <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen bad. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird. We were, we don't know, it's a Wednesday night and the thing's packed. Like there's people yeah. walking. I'm like, dude, you would think Nuts. Avengers is coming out. Even like Black Panther made $180 million opening weekend, the yeah. second one, and nobody was in the theater. It's, how is this? this is, how does this happen? This is a crazy moment for movies. Yeah, this is strange. All and it'll stuff never happen f- again because they're never going to make a movie. And again. also, again, like we said, this movie came out, technically came out five years ago, and all this had to happen for Sound of Freedom, Barbie, and Oppenheimer to all come out at the same exact time. Yes. And it's just it's nuts, bro. So <laughs> we got into what it's about and what's it making. Now we have to get into what's it non spoilers doing. How's it? How is it? Is it good? Is it shitty? Well, go now, ahead, go ahead. I here's what I wrote. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let me go into my notes here. Okay. Spoiler alert. This isn't a spoiler. But if you don't like actors talking like this for the whole movie, then you're not going to like this movie. Because the entire every single scene in this movie, Jim Caviezel as Tim Ballard, who's like a good presence on screen. I yeah. did like, like his performance. But every single scene, the I, I think the pace of this movie is so goddamn slow. And this isn't like people. Whenever you look at a review on YouTube, they're like, "This movie is pretty much perfect, other than some pacing issue, pacing issues." I'm like, "That you, that you're lying. Like, what what are you talking about?" But this movie is like the slowest goddamn thing, and it's like they just put. It's just like they put. They set cruise control at ten miles an hour. Like the pace never ramps up. It never slows down. It always just stays super slow. And every dialogue scene 
like is just there's no tempo. It's just every dialogue scene has like a pregnant pause. The is, guy leans is this forward. Movie t- well, what do you think about that? And the guy leans back and takes a big breath, blows cigar smoke. Well, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's like every scene. It's like, dude, you could, yeah, you could chop this up a little bit. Is you this, can do this technically an independent movie? I guess so. Yeah, it was made by Angel Studios. Angel Studios did The Chosen, which is that Jesus show, and they also had a couple of trailers for um, these other two movies that, uh, that are coming out ahead, of, and they'll probably do fine if this is like a big thing. I would definitely have to say that I I, I agree with you on the pacing. The movie's good though. I think it's no, fine. no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the pacing. Like I don't think this movie was made to be like. There are scenes in this movie where there might be actually like comic relief, or there might be like there's some. One, yeah, I, I I think there's gonna be like two or three actually. No, you're wrong. It's one. Okay, that's nice. There's like comic relief, or there's like um oh like this is a kind of a levity situation. Like okay, we're seeing. So I I think they at times were trying to make this a movie that you could at least be like oh this is a great movie to watch because it's fun to and like it's fun to enjoy. Right. But I think the whole, the main purpose was to spread this the message and stuff and, like, yeah. make a movie that matters. So when it comes to the technicalities, which I, of course, want to talk about, it's, when we get to our rating, it's going to be hard. Cause I, I want to rate this a 10 out of 10 for the p- reason why this movie was made. But obviously, when right. it comes to it being a film, it's not like going to be a 10 the, out of like 10. Like, under, the underlying message and the weight emotionally of the message yeah, yeah. is very strong and that's what the movie has a lot going and for and that's it. the whole point but whether th- it's cuz the movie does feel like it is emotional at the end right yeah. and i think it for the most part earns it cuz especially the little girl in this who he has to save fantastic the dude. kids were all pretty oh good my man god, oh my goodness where did they get those kids right well okay. we know where they got the kids jesus but, christ but, johnny Cruz. but still they were fantastic it was amazing and that really helped but i do think that like how much of the movie, the messaging in the movie is sort of reminded me of like a, uh, a medicine commercial, but for child slavery. It's like, you know, the scene in the medicine commercial where they're like, you know, it's like, oh my God, like I have heartburn. And the person's like, well, you need cachava, like whatever the fuck cachava okay. is. I don't know. But there, it, like it does tea. feel like, did you know that over 2 million kids every year, blah, blah, blah. Like there'd be a random thing where it's just like, it sounds like a documentary sound bite just in the middle of a scene somewhere or whatever. Part of me was like, and I like, I feel like the movie should have been more nonverbal. Like it was when the movie's being nonverbal and just communicating how terrible this is without dialogue, and you're just watching it. You're going, "Fuck, man, this movie goes hard." But then there's that there's a scene where like the guy's Jim Caviezel's partner is like, "What a world we live in, huh?" He goes, "You know, yeah, we yeah. don't, you know." I know you're talking about. It's like he's just not platitudes, but he's putting out these messages through that are just, he's just willing these messages in through words. And I'm like, it's like almost, it almost feels like, it almost feels like forced conflicts in like these scenes where it's like the writer's like, we have to make sure we hit this beat before the scene ends. And it makes it feel like unnatural. Um, so I, I feel like I know you. I know what you mean because definitely with the scene you just mentioned, where yeah. his partner says a thing, where it's like and that was a fir- that was that's, like, a, that's the first that's real like, dialogue. That's also yeah, like the first the five minutes. And I'm like, okay, is this what it's going to be the whole time? And like sometimes it was. But I think the rest of the movie is con- actually constructed pretty well. I think it's shot very well. I think there's movie, yeah. The, the you know when they the shot of the door they do they they there's a scene in the movie where they show these kids into the room, and then the door closes and they cut to a shot from inside of a dark room so that all you see through the doorway of the dark room is the door across the hall that the kids went into. Yeah, it's a very ominous shot, and that's what I'm talking about, like communicating something non-verbally. Like that that was fantastic. 
But and then just the equivalent of later of just like showing that door and being like, hey, they're doing bad stuff in there. That's like a lot of what the movie there does. Was, there was a lot of uh, visual communication though in this yes, movie. Yes, very like, good. There was a lot of it. Yes. Um, so I, I, I think actually for as bad as the verbal communication was, I think it kind of makes up for it a little bit. Because um, there's, there's one scene I want to say, which is a spoiler, so I'm going to save it. Mm-hmm. But there's this... I have something on my tongue. There's this one scene which is fucking... <laughs> So it's so good at communicating what's going on, and then it it sits there for a second, and you're like, "Fuck, this right. is happening right now," you know. So I think visually, it actually does a, it does really well. But again, like we said, the ver- uh, verbally with the dialogue, it just drops it sometimes. Also, this might be like a controversial thing to say, but sometimes the villains don't work. Where, because like, I, om- I almost like try to like not laugh because the villain is trying to be all tough and stuff. But we all know his deepest, darkest secret, which is that he fucks boys. <laughs> so it's like he's trying to be all tough. I'm like, but dude, he fucks little boys. Like, I can't take him seriously. Jesus you know? Christ. This is don't, rough. Don't put that in. But, like, you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? It is kind of funny. It, it, Even, I mean, this is a real thing. I shouldn't say it's this, funny. This, this yeah, you're having thing. a hard time. But you know, what, you know what I mean. You know what you're doing right now? You're it's, do- like, it's, like a, it's like a villain in a movie being like, yeah, dude, I will fuck you up. And then, like, cut to him in his room, and he's dressing up in, like, a tutu and having somebody smack his butt or something. I yeah. don't know. Like, it's... Well, I, I think I think it's because if you look if you look at somebody that, you know, does these kind of things, like, they're, if they're a pedophile, it's, it's so easy for everybody on this planet who isn't a pedophile to be like, okay, that's a bad guy. That's a bad person. So it's easy to just be like, I don't fucking give a shit. So it doesn't matter how they present themselves. It's because you know those deepest, darkest secrets about them. Right. You're able to just totally, like, villainize them in your head. So it doesn't even matter. Like, oh, you're not scary to me. Like, this is one scene. From, I from can't From the perspective it. of the kids, they work as villains. But then when they're talking to Tim Ballard and the guy's, like, trying to be like, hey, Tim Ballard, I'll fuck you up. I'm like, dude, come on. I yeah. know your secret. Yeah. You're an idiot. Anyway, this is getting us nowhere. Yeah, this is getting us nowhere. No, but I think... I, I kind of just want to go to spoilers because I okay. want to talk about the um, the emotions the characters have towards the other characters and why they matter to me and why they matter for the story overall. Um, because there are specific scenes that I want to reference that shows those emotions and the way they interact with each other. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do want to get the spoilers, but you know I have to say that this you 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 watch this movie and you forget kind of how heavy the situation is sometimes because every five minutes I had to pull myself out and be like, oh, wait, no, this is, like, actually... Ha- this is a true story. Yeah, this is real. I, th- this th- is a true story. Me. There was a bunch of times... Wait, you want to start the Instagram here? If you want. All right, Instagram start here. Boom. Okay, so, The Sound of Freedom. This movie went very, very hard in the paint. And I didn't expect it to be so hard in the paint, even though, like, my friend Sophie saw it and she sent me afterwards... A picture. Yeah. I don't. I forget if she was crying or she was just her going fuck, fuck, fuck. But even during the movie, I was like, I would, I was very. I feel like when I'm audible during a movie, it's like the movie's probably good. If yeah. You, if you hear me dead silent during the movie, I won't like it. But like this movie, like every time something would happen, I go fuck. God yeah. Damn, you know. And this. Oh my god. There was movie was. I didn't expect it to go so hard in the paint. I don't know what else to say about well, it. You, but. <clears throat> what? What yeah. do you want to interrupt me? Or I do want to because you interrupted me before. Uh, no, before, before we started Instagram, you said, "Hey, let's start the Instagram," and then you started talking. Um, I think people shouldn't expect to go see this movie and think it's going to be like Liam Neeson's Taken. No, I don't think. Just don't. I think thought it was going to be like. Don't that think that's. N- listen, that not only is Liam Neeson's Taken fictional, 
but this is a complete true story. This is this is almost a biopic, right? Can I call it that? If you want, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is a true story. Well, it's not a biography. It's, is it? It's a true crime. I'm not sure. Not the point. This is a, this is a true story, and it, and it actually has to, you know, you have to put into the equation what like actual real people would do and what they have to deal with. Because when you watch this movie, you know, if you watch the beginning of this episode of screenshots, we talked a little bit about, you know, whether or not the film as a film itself is good because of the dialogue or the action or the camera work. And then we're also talking about the subject matter. And I think when you watch this movie, I you have to go in knowing what the point is, what it's about, and consume it that way. The same way you would might go see Oppenheimer this week or last week. And, like, it's an incredible movie. It's fantastic. But even if it wasn't, what you said on that episode has stuck me, with me for the last week. Um, and Oppenheimer, it's the only movie that's ever, or the only story that's ever existed where the actual world was actually at stake. So it's like if you go yeah. if you go into a movie about uh, the Manhattan Project and the movie sucks, at least it's like the stakes are real. In this, the stakes are fucking real. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Just knowing that this happened. This is like my mom. I remember my mom watching Dunkirk and she was crying. Yeah. I'm like, why are you crying? And she's like, this actually happened. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. He's right. And it's, I bet, dude, watching this movie, she would not be able to make through it. Also about Oppenheimer, I saw a thing that was like, it was a like, fucking Zach told me there was a post credit scene in Oppenheimer. I'm like, <laughs> you stupid. What are you talking about? And then somebody was like, it, said, it was uh, an article, and it says, does Oppenheimer have a post-credit scene? And somebody just quoted it and went, we're living in it, pal. <laughs> Which <laughs> is actually true. a good point. Funny. Anyway, back to Sound of Freedom. Um, no, so I I <gasps> think it was I think it was fantastic for, because of the messaging. Uh-huh. Um, but did you want to? No, I think, uh, I just think the movie's way too slow. Like it is very slow. It is very slow. slow burn movies, like Assassination and Jesse James is like one of my favorite movies. But this is just like every, like I said before, every, imagine this conversation, right, that me and Mark are having, but between every sentence, somebody has to take a big sigh and blow cigar smoke and then be like, yeah, that one character, is, is that what you think? And they never talk above, you know, they, they never talk in their outdoor voices. There's it's always, one character that burns you. If I don't save you. this girl, I'll lose my voice even more. Like they're talking like that, dude. Yeah. It's like, come on. Th- I know that that one character burned through like fifteen cigars every thirty minutes. That was crazy. Yeah. Bill Camp. You were surprised to see him. He I like smoking Camp. so much. But yeah. Um. But again, when you want when you the example you gave about your mother in Dunkirk, it's like the movie ends and you know and this I'm not spoiling anything because you'd expect this from a movie like this and it shows you all the the statistics about what's going on in the world and it tells you about like the people that were involved and what they did and. You know, you go home and you go in your comfy bed and Johnny and I are doing this fucking stupid goddamn podcast on YouTube that we, and with the internet that we use and it's fucking all this equipment. It's funny that there's guys saving little kids from pedophiles and, we're, and we've just decided to talk about I know, I know. Movies. And when that's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like the position that we're, we're in where it's like, it's, you know, we could have like horrible weeks, horrible months, horrible years and it's like you're... Whether you're you're praying to God or you're praying to the universe or, or you're not praying or doing anything at all, maybe you're investing your money so you can try to get your life back. That's it's like Bitcoin. you always think that you know things are horrible and that you're not. It's thing. This is the worst. Worse, worse is a deep hole. It can always get worse. What's deep hole? A deep hole. Oh, a deep hole. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think I was saying? I I don't a know. Deeple? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. What I was you trying just to say said. a profound <laughs> quote, and you profoundly. <laughs> Miscomprehended it. So all, all I'm saying is that this like, this movie really puts uh, all of your woes into perspective. Yes, woes. That's I said that a few times watching it too. I went whoa. Yeah, I didn't. Um, should we do a funny rating system for this movie? No, I feel we bad shouldn't. I don't. I think we need. I think, I think to keep any kind of integrity, I I want to keep this serious. Like this is a 
Yeah. Bro, like, and I, I know this has been going all over the internet forever, but it's like everyone knows it's most of the, like they said in the movie, and it's true. Uh, we have more slaves on this planet now than we yeah, ever I had before. I saw that, and I went, is that that? I, yeah, no, it's true. I said, surely that can't be true. It is so that's true. Small, I mean, because like, the population gets bigger, but like still, I'm like, f- even that scale, that's insane. It's, it's wild, and it's... I, had to, I, wanted, and, I wanted to Google and, that and, and, Are you and, sure, man? Yeah. Well, I knew that before going into this movie because, like, because yeah, you know everything. I know everything. I'm actually, yeah, I'm. That was a, one of the four things. I'm a polymath. Yeah, I know everything. Polymath. I thought you have. I thought you. No, a polymath well, is I just. You were an open relationship type. Okay, guy. buddy. <laughs> but um, no, it's so. It, that's 100 true. But what I didn't know, which I'm not surprised about, is how it said uh, uh, the United States is like the largest like supplier and purchaser of you know child sex slaves. Yeah, because that's what all the politicians are. That's the other thing. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Bro. The politicians, the fucking celebrities, bro, it's yeah. nuts, bro. Well, it's like if Epstein didn't exist, I don't know why we're getting into it, but if Epstein didn't exist, it's like I could see why you'd be like, okay, really, you think politicians are all pedophiles? But it's like, dude. Oh wait, you know that was a you know what's even thing? creepier. What? And like, I don't care if like this gets. Wait, should me. we? Should we? All right, continue. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Um, you know how like they they were kept calling the the fucking kids like chickens yeah and how many hillary clinton emails you have where she talks about you know getting the chickens fuck off i'm not joking i'm not joking and also no way hillary clinton's fucking kids dude and then the whole thing with uh this also isn't a conspiracy theory it's real uh the bohemian grove stuff where they uh sacrifice fake like sticks to like moloch or whatever they yeah they had an edifice like there's shit's weird something's going on Something's going on, and we fucking know it is yeah, because it, of know, all the Epstein shit. Yeah, but you have to. Okay, we have to get off this top. But no. you have to be. You have to be. Go ahead. You have to be take the, into consideration the that the whenever line. there's a mystery, yeah, your brain is always going to fill in that mystery w- with something that's more grand and more conspiratorial and clandestine than anything that can possibly be happening. Yeah. So, like in a movie, it's like in Myst- like Mystic River, the, you, the, the 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 mystery of that movie, you're like, fuck, fuck, who did it? And then the explanation, you go, oh, really? Yeah. So that put that to real life as well. Anyway. Sound of freedom. What the fuck? <laughs> um, rating system will be... Oh, dude, get this. This is nuts, dude. We've never done this before. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it out of 10? Holy shit. I'm going to say a 7.1 because I would not watch this movie again. I would give it... Like I said... But I still think it was good. I wouldn't watch it again because I don't have the time. Yeah. There was so much time where I was like thinking about beating people up while they were just like walking somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, You know, I... Like I said before, previously, because of the subject matter, I'd give it a ten out of ten. But as a film, I give it a seven point five. Okay. Um, but the other thing too, I just want to mention while we're still in the Instagram clip, this long ass Instagram clip. God, God bless you if you're still. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say that the the they did use real security camera footage in this movie. Dude, that's I I saw that and I was like, that's that's they most just sw- swiping those kids. That's bro. most that was where most of the fox came out of me. Where I was like, God, fuck. It's, fucking kid. It's fu- you know, you know. I was in. This might be weird, but I was on. I actually had an interview a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to this, the 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 owner of this business, and he was talking about his children. And I don't know how we got on this topic. He was talking about how like he doesn't want his twenty four year old daughter walking the dog at night alone because of all these reasons. Yeah. And it's like I don't think people really get like like you know when you like you you're walking with a with a woman and you walk on the towards the street, so she's on the inside of the street. It's not because you're going to protect her from getting hit by a car. And so she doesn't get snagged into a van. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's it's so easy to just, for people to get kidnapped. It's nuts. All this, it's nuts. Yeah. I give it 7.5. Huh? <laughs> yeah, 7.5. You All give right. it 7.1. What's the total oh. animation? 7.3. Boom. Trademark a screenshot. Do whatever you want with it. It's pretty easy when it's just two people. It's so easy. To guess. 
Anyway. Spoilers in three, two, one. Because God's children are not for sale. I think for spoilers we're going to talk about is because obviously there's no like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. It, the whole movie's like spoiled. Like, there's nothing like, oh, guess what? This person yeah, died or Iron not. Man doesn't show there's up. nothing like that. I think mostly for spoilers what we should talk about is is the fates of the characters involved. Um, for instance, this, the, you know, what's the actor's name? Jim Caviezel. G- Jim, uh, I can't say that last name. Jim Caviezel. was... Caviezel. Caviezel? Yeah. Jim Vin Diesel. <laughs> Jim, Jim Caviezel was saying, you know, because when the credits rolled, <clears throat> very special there was a special message. Um, and he said that, he said all these things. And one of the things he said was that this movie wasn't about the character he plays. It wasn't about these people or that people. This movie was, of course, it had its message. But the movie was about the two children that it followed. And now the two children were, you know, the um, the this father, you know, the children went missing or whatever. And um, I think we should talk about the fate of those children. And I think what's cool about it, right, is, and I, d- I don't know how accurate the story is to the to the real life story, mm-hmm. but the idea of you leaving, because what uh, Jim did, the idea of you leaving your entire, your family, your job, your everything in order to save somebody else's daughter, like, that was, it was so easy for me to put myself in Jim's shoes and be like, I would totally fucking do the same thing. Whereas, Oh, how hypothetically good of you to say that. Okay. Whereas if I'm in any other scenario where it's like, if I'm on a boat, if I'm on a boat and it's sinking, it's like, how, am I going to go two or three more decks down to save you? Probably not. I don't want to drown to death, but it's like fucking a, a kid that's being kidnapped in the middle of like Moscow. Yeah, I'd probably try my best, you know? Because right. I, th- I think there's, it's a weird thing where it's humans have a hard time taking care of themselves, but they want to take care of other people. And I think you can have that as an example when you look at like animals. Because you're, you're, when wh- you have a pet, you have, you, yeah, exactly. You'll care for that pet more than you'll care for yourself. And your pet, if it had the consciousness to care for you, would want you to care for yourself more than you care for it. That's probably true. Yes. That's probably true. So what I'm saying is I, I think this movie was easy to put myself in, into it, even though it was very slow and it was very, you know, hard to get to at, uh, at times. You know what I liked? The uh, the scene, the big stick-up on the island. Um, yeah, yeah. Where the, he's like, hey, when you, find, when you arrest this guy, like, don't cuff him, bring him, and act all nice to him and stuff. So they think that he... I was like, that's clever. That's really smart. Because mm-hmm. you'd, you'd want... You, you wanted the... The reveal of him being like, "Hey, motherfuckers, I got you." Yeah, you like that would have been nice to see, but it's much more clever to have it be like, "All right, set him up so we can keep getting these kids." You know, on the that island scene, it felt like the climax of the movie, which was I knew I, it was. I knew I couldn't. Be. It, it wasn't, but it felt like it was. And I think that's why it made the rest of the movie kind of hard to watch when it comes to it being so slow. Mm-hmm. But on the island, when it's like there, there weren't many times in this movie where suspense was built correctly. Um, I'd say it was only twice. Once was on the island, and the other was um, towards the end, which I can talk about later. But on the island, when that like that big guy was trying to get that little boy into like the next room over, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jim was like, "Oh no, I-, I want that one." And it's like that whole that thing was like, because imagine you're you're Jim, right? And you're like, "Fuck, I've got a." His name's Tim. Tim, sorry. Imagine you're Tim, and it's like I have the opportunity to save like fifty plus children. But I might have to risk it all because of what's going on right now. Because you can't let that happen. Right. Like that was a, that was rough. Yeah, you know? that was a good dilemma. I like that scene a lot. That was that was very rough to watch. Um, the only other scene where the suspense I felt was built correctly was when uh, Tim was saving the girl, 
And it's like they were trying to get on the boat. And mm. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. That the alarm's going to go off. Sleeping guy. Yeah, that, w- that was rough. Um, there was one scene, one more scene. I want to say one more thing. Um, the one scene where I thought was it was visually, like the communication visually was great, was when the first time we see the girl being uh, abused by a guy, he just closes the curtains. And oh, yeah, yeah. And the camera just sits there. Yes. That was rough. Yes, that was good. Well, not good, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that was horrible, man. What year is it supposed to be? I don't know. I don't know, actually. Because because the pedophile in the beginning looked very funny. He looked like the villain from Despicable Vector. Me. Vector, yeah. Vector. Yeah, that was that was rough, too, because imagine, I don't know if this is true, but... It had to be recent, because nobody, they, those computers looked fairly... He had an iPhone. It was at least, it's at least five years in the past, at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, imagine being Tim and saying... I, I have to pretend to be a pedophile and I have to pretend to be into these things and talk that about was, it. That was, you know what? Fuck. That was the big thing where I'm like, fuck, is when he has to watch all of it. Yeah. Oh my. That, you know, God. I, there was this movie with Ryan Reynolds where his child gets kidnapped and, and sold into sex slavery and stuff. There's a movie with Ryan Reynolds. What's that movie? Is that? I can't, I'll, I'll, I'll post it on this channel because I can't remember what it's called. Post it right here. Oh, okay. That movie. Um, But. One of the things they talk about in the in that movie is how these police officers just have to sit here and watch hours and hours of CP because it's like you have to find these people, you have to find who's doing it. And it's like, bro, that fuck people kill themselves because they yeah. have to watch. That's that fucking stuff. terrible. Can't they just send that shit to an AI? And be like, up, oh, yep. Maybe one day, but not, not right like, now. Damn, they should make prisoners do that. <laughs> give I this, just saw this it. man in the bag. That bro. would be so fucking. That's not a funny joke. This is horrible. <laughs> to cut that, you gotta cut that out. Fuck, that's so fucking funny. God damn it! But that's a good idea. Well, right? Well, Making prisoners, unless the not the un- non-pedophile prisoners watch child porn. No, I think I think that's inhumane. I don't think I'd be able to make a criminal do that, regardless of the of the crime. It's like I, I'm also not a fan of the death penalty, so it's like I don't I don't think I'd be able to say yeah, do that. Um, because also it's. Even though they're doing it for a good reason, it's still it's not a victimless thing. Um, but I think one of the scariest parts about this is that you can you know you're watch, looking at all these photos because they mentioned this movie. You're looking at all these photos, looking at all these videos of all these kids, and they say in the movie it's like they're gone, they're lost. Oh, see this picture of this kid? Yeah, right. we, this picture is seven years old. That kid's you're never seeing them again. And if you find them, they're not going to look like they look like they're not going to look what they, this picture looks like because they grew grew up. It's like you lose them. And it's like that's rough. That's I think getting kidnapped as a kid. Fuck man, it's that horrible. was. And also when they when they when they they had the kid, the boy. What's his name? Uh, they called him Teddy Bear. I don't remember his, his Miguel. 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 They get him, and the, the nurse is like, "Dude, he fucking he has lacerations yeah. with sexual assault." I went, "Fuck!" This is they're going hard in the paint right now, dude. And it's like, and and then as soon as she said that, you see him still playing with his co- toy car. It's like. Oh my god! And gosh, also, that's another man. thing. Like you know, when like they they're back to their dad, and you're like, yes, awesome. But you know, these kids have a lifetime of fucking yeah, it's screwed problems. And you know, and I and again, like this is a this is a rough conversation to have. But like, like people who have been sexually abused as children, like not only do their lives are, are forever changed, but it like they 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 almost can never have healthy relationships ever again. It's right. like you're it destroys them. And I look at you know I watch the movie and I know they're actors, but then obviously it's like you're you know, you're watching a you know story. And it's like it's how can these 
you know, human beings be okay with this? Like they're treating c- children like cattle. Like that's well, you read ordin- you read Ordinary Men. Yeah, yeah, yes, I did read Ordinary Men. You're right, which is a book it's, that I've read apparently. It's apparently, a, I read it's just, sometimes. Oh my gosh! But I, I feel like in Ordinary Men, at least like the um, they, Ordinary Men is about the police officers in Germany who ended up becoming yeah, Nazi like soldiers who killed English people. teachers, plumbers, electricians were convinced to be Nazis. You know, just because they thought they were you know. Doing the good thing, right? But I think in Ordinary Men, at least it was like they thought they were like saving the world from like, oh, we're doing... All right, let's not get... You know what I'm saying? They thought they were doing something good for their country where it's like, okay... I mean, at but one in point, this, they... I, in, in this, it's like, you know, you know you're selling someone as a slave. So it's it, there is a, a difference there, you know? Yeah, but I mean, Not to get into an argument, but I think in that book, like a lot of the guys were just like, I have to do this. That's true. That's true. Um, But yeah. That is true. Can um, I say something and then yeah. you can cut it out? No. Okay. Um, you're going to cut it out, though. So I always, like, they always say, like, Why do you got to say these things that I have to edit out? Why I, asked you, to, I asked you if you could cut it out. Why do you have to say these <laughs> things? That's horrible. But it's you, true. It's a thought that I go through where I'm like, fuck. Because they say that you can't remember. Can you say it without the punchline? So, like. What? Because that is an interesting thing to talk about. How it's like. You know, because you, cause you just, and I don't know how much I did or didn't cut out, because you were just referencing how it's like when people go through traumatic situations, they, they yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, black, they black, black it out of their mind. Like, they don't remember it. So it's like people will go through life having, like, you ever seen Perks Being a Wallflower? It's like the same thing. It's a great movie. It's the same exact thing. And spoiler alert for Perks Being a Wallflower or for the book or the movie, whatever. Spoilers, Ezra Miller commits crimes in that. <laughs> he no, he doesn't. Okay. Later he does, yeah, Later he does. Um, but uh, the main character was sexually abused as a child, and he blacked out those memories, and then it, you see as the, in the, as the movie goes on, he can't build friendships or, you know, intimate relationships, and he doesn't really completely understand why. And it's because his brain's not letting him remember those traumatic events. So it's like, yeah, it's like when these, whether it be you or me or anybody or these children going through these traumatic events, you try to live, you, they try to live their lives, and sometimes they don't even realize that they're living it in pain because their brain's not l- allowing them to recover because you can't recover because it's so hard to work through that. You know, I listened to an interview today about somebody who was too afraid to, you ever like, you know, afraid no. to look at your bank account because you're afraid of how much money you spent? Never. Okay. <laughs> but that's kind of like, that's almost like, I know this sounds so stupid. That's almost kind of like a, like a traumatic experience for people because like they can't pay their bills and stuff. So it's like, they'll end up making their lives worse because they're too afraid to look at their bank account. So it's like I watched this interview where someone was afraid to look at their resume because they know that, like, they don't have enough on it. So they end up not even building it more Mm -hmm. because they're too afraid to look at it at all. So it's like it's hard to build your life back up after such a traumatic event because you're so afraid to tackle these problems that you end up making your life even worse. Right. It's it's there's no winning. It's horrible. You know. Fuck. Speaking of not winning, we have to continue this podcast. Do you want to go to movie recommendation? Um, good luck, good luck, buddy. What you can't use Taken. Go ahead. I'm not gonna use Taken. It's all that's 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 Taken. Uh huh. Anyway, no, my movie is gonna be Brawl. God damn it. Okay, there we go. Brawl and Cell Block 99 from 2017. I thought this this is my favorite movie of that year. This is fantastic. Exactly. Flew under the radar. It's uh, directed and written by S. Craig Zoller, who's very underrated and very good. Give me something else he's made. Vince Vaughn, he did Bone Tomahawk. Oh, okay. Vince Vaughn, Jennifer, Jennifer Carpenter, Don Johnson. A former boxer turned drug runner lands in, uh, in prison. 
A former boxer turned drug runner lands in prison. You really can't do this. A, f- <laughs> oh my God. a former drug. <laughs> what right. is happening? A former boxer turned drug runner lands in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly. First try. And Vince Vaughn is fantastic in this movie. I love Vince Vaughn. Can you do an impression of Vince Vaughn? No. I've, some people can There's do a lot of good, he has a lot, he has a like a classic line in this where every time he walks into a room yeah. and there's like guys there who are mad at him or whatever, he's about to fight. He walks in and he walks in and everybody just looks at him silently and he goes, "If this is a surprise party, you missed the cue." And I'm like that's so good. That's a good one. That is so good. I like that's that. pretty no, good. No, this movie's fantastic. It's like if this movie was like turned to something um Come in. Sorry, we just received a package. Someone knocked on the door. Continue about. I don't know where we left off. Um, You're talking about. Um, it's like not the subject matter is not the same, but like take what you thought this movie would be and like dial it up to like the violence to like eleven. Yeah. The, it's, this movie's like hyper violent and it's fucking awesome. I had to watch that. Awesome low budget like kind of grindhouse grindhouse feel to it. I gotta awesome. watch that. Yes, it, Amazon Prime maybe. Because you talked about. Uh, it's on Plex. I don't know what that Pluto is. TV, Roku, Tubi. It's on nothing that I've heard of. Um, normally, we would do word reveal now, but obviously, we don't have words. We don't want to drink this podcast. Um, please comment your thoughts about this movie because I want to know what you thought because obviously, this movie is more than just it being a film. Um, I don't know if I will, so don't you know hold me to it. I might make a, a personal video on this just because it's such an interesting uh, such an interesting movie. But yeah, comment your thoughts about this movie. If you made it this far, thank you. You're awesome. 40 minute, 40 minute podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, 35, you have to subtract like five minutes. Yeah. Probably right. because yes. of everything you said. Yeah. Oh, I also, think Sophie but- didn't come because this would have been like a pretty dour podcast for her to do. Yeah. She comes up all the way from Maryland and then she's just like sad. I feel like, I feel like I've never met Sophie, uh, you know, but I feel like I, I have a feeling that she would have had a lot of good things to say. I would have been able to really communicate with her about this movie. I'm, I'm excited to talk to other people who have seen this now that I've seen it, you know? Yeah. Um, also, the other thing, um, guys, if you haven't already, uh, go follow our Instagram. Our Instagram? It sounded like you said her Instagram. I said, I said, I think I said our. Maybe I said oh. her. Uh, go follow, our, follow, follow our Instagram. I can't read and you can't talk. <laughs> I can't. Um, that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.